This week's reading is Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 10. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourself, it is the gift of God, and not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Mark, for our reading this morning from Ephesians. Do follow, if you wish, Ephesians 2, verses 1 to 10. Well, as we see the restrictions beginning to ease across the country, it's fascinating to see what is important to people. There's a clear desire to get out, preferably away from the country altogether on a holiday, but the basic need is to reconnect, to be present with other people, to get out with our families and friends, to be able to meet, to speak, uh, to have some form of physical contact. It seems that when all is said and done, we are relational and emotional people after all. Working from home seemed like a good idea at the time, and it's still good, but it is not the best answer for our long-term solution. At the same time, we're left with a legacy, which means that things are inevitably different, and to go back to where we were is wrong, and could even be dangerous, actually, to try and recreate something which is two or three years uh, old, and the world has moved on. Expectations, demands, and needs are all changed. And as we, as a church, start thinking through those changes, we need to start right at the beginning. What's altered in God's call to us as individuals and as a church? Is the church community going to be different? Are we going to be in a virtual world, communicating with a TV screen in uh, a virtual realm from now on? Has the need to meet completely gone? Can we experience God personally on our own? In fact, has God's call been superseded because I can get any amount of spiritual material I need from the internet? Even the exercise bike now generally comes with a huge screen in front of you and you can communicate with someone uh, about yoga and meditation and mindfulness all while you're having your spinning class or doing your weights. How is it that people are going to feel alive again? Well, let's try and make some sense of that and then see how Jesus is asking us to respond today. You see, the central truth of all of this is that Christ came to be present with us. His was an incarnational 
ministry. He lived, worked, ate, slept with those with whom he was ministering. Wherever they were, he moved with them. He was always on the move in the community, reaching out to those on the margins. And the whole purpose of Christ was to be present with them, serving their needs. We were made as relational people. Even at the beginning of the Bible, we see Adam found it difficult to live alone and Eve was made out of Adam. So that relationship is emphasised right at the beginning of our Bibles. And throughout the Old Testament, there are attempts to show the people of Israel that relationship that they had with God, the need to retain and develop it. But it was clear that it wouldn't work, or it didn't work. So just like the uh, parable of the tenant farmers, you remember it with the vineyard, eventually the landlord, in this case God, said, I'm going to send my son, they'll listen to him. And then they will come back to relationship. But of course the tenants, just like the religious leaders uh, with Jesus, they kill the son, assuming that they can take that relationship for themselves. Our passage in Ephesians calls this living as dead people, dead in transgressions. Because without a relationship with God, we can expect nothing from him. But we also see that God is rich in love and mercy and he made us alive again through the saving work of Jesus Christ. We were all in the same boat. We were all far off. But we've come home to God through the love, the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. This is really important because it means that we're all the same. None of us was good enough by ourselves. None of us could meditate or use yoga to get ourselves to God on our own. None of us can have completeness in our spiritual being through exercise alone. I have a number of colleagues at work who have all got exercise bikes and they say lockdown for them has been fantastic. They're never going to look back. They feel so much better in themselves. It was almost addictive and then it became competitive and it turned out to be about themselves after all. That's why Ephesians, we see specifically that it is not down to us. The saving work of repairing this relationship is only through the love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. The love that he showered upon us and we need the creator to breathe that new life into us. Marion and I have just spent uh, a few weeks in Devon and we have a little boat and we bought a new engine for it and it comes in a box all in pieces Uh, and all the pieces were there but of course it didn't work and we needed a mechanic we needed someone who understood the instructions to put it together but even then of course the engine didn't work we needed fuel it needed something to give it life just as we need the breath of God to make us come alive. No one can boast because this grace is not of our own making, 
it is from God. So we become believers through the gift of God. And as we do, we are just the same as the person alongside us, our fellow believer. We have the same fuel, the same life, the same call upon our life. As Hugh Chilson Thomas uh, mentioned at the installation, we are re-membered. Our relationship with God is restored and our relationship with each other can be formed and restored all at that same time because we are called together through our joint individual and joint understanding and relationship with God and this changes so much for us we are all equal again no matter what creed color race age sex status or whatever else it is we are one because of our belief in Jesus Christ and so we are one people fueled and inspired by the same God we approach God in the same way and we have relationship together in the same way our conversion is not the end of the story it is some many ways really only the beginning don't get me wrong we can't expect the Christian community to be perfect we all come to a church or a group imparting our own expectations upon it and we're somehow slightly surprised when it lets us down and it isn't as we expect it to be but it never will be and obviously that includes myself I come to this church new as your vicar with certain hopes and expectations they won't all be right and you will need to tell me graciously I trust but you will need to tell me where I've got that wrong but you're addressing me as someone whom God loves and has saved I will address you as someone whom God loves and has saved we are the same and that gives us an immediate bond and relationship with each other we are still human we're still flawed and failing and selfish individuals but we have a common and a single purpose to live out the relationship that God has set upon us through the love that he's given us now the titles that I've given to these next few weeks are all prefixed by the word called and this week it's called by God why the word called? well because because to be called is to be singled out we're noticed or heard we are known there's a desire for us to belong to be called is to hear a voice asking or possibly imploring us to be with them think about it how it is when you're called on the phone you're called from someone across the street you're called in the corridor of the school or the supermarket we're seen we're earmarked we are called in order to be set apart effort is made to get our attention and we then hear and respond to that call and that is what God is doing to us this morning we are called by God and at the start of this series we need to recognize again or perhaps even for the first time that we are known to God that we belong we're wanted 
we're picked out as we hear his voice calling us. We are made to be relational people and that's what we found over this last year. And as we respond to this overwhelming gift of love, we become one community together, drawing together to share and bless each other. It's in coming together that we find expression to our faith and that is why you will have a longing longing in your heart to come back and meet other believers because in doing so we share with each other our life is made complete. Now I do appreciate there are all sorts of uh, concerns still quite rightly and proper medical concerns which prevent this uh, from happening immediately but over time we will feel that longing to come back together and coming together includes the wider church and a wider church community not just within this uh, parish and Blackheath and Wanish is one parish and we will grow together increasingly over the uh, months and years ahead but beyond that We've been looked after very well by St Saviour's recently from Guildford and I think that will probably continue. And along with other churches, just as they resource us, we will be resourcing other churches from St Martin's, from St John's. What we have will be something that we can offer to other people. And in Ephesians we see that we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. In other words, to do as he wills for our life. And our resourcing of other people, our working alongside other people is part of that. Just as the engine fires up and does what it's supposed to do, so we come alive with the power of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. So I pray that as we do come together, we will be committed to each other, uh, well, we'll be committed to God and committed to each other in our community and that wider community as well. I want you to get engaged with uh, the two main questions I have for us. Firstly, what does God want for this parish? And secondly, How does he want us to use our resources to fulfil that vision and calling? As I said last week, that includes the vicarage. Part of my interview process was to explain my initial vision for the parish. And some key elements of that were that I do see it as one parish, but that it has separate buildings all of which we can use for different, new and exciting opportunities to reach our community for Jesus Christ. Uh, The bishop and the patron agreed uh, at the time with that sense that this church in particular here in Wanish, and I'm standing here so that you can see part of it behind me, has a wall and in a sense that is a real physical and spiritual barrier between us and the community beyond. Actually if you go through that wall you'll find another wall before you reach the street. Wanish really is physically separated 
from the village beyond. We need to make sure that that wall is porous, that we are in the community, but we give opportunity for the community to be within us too. And the vicarage is going to be a fundamental part of that. If the vicarage was not occupied just as a private home, think how many groups, activities, opportunities for hospitality and witness it could offer. Do please get involved in this discussion. Let me know what you believe God is saying to you on this and any other subject. In fact, because we are called by God, perhaps I should finish with this question. Is God calling you specifically to be part of this vision? Let us pray. Father, we do thank you for calling us. We thank you that we've heard your voice. And just as you call us back into relationship with you, so you call us back into relationship with each other, that we may serve you here in the parish of Blackheath and in Wanish. So, Lord, in every sense of that word, send us out in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory now and forever. Amen.